Everything. Okay. Pacific Organics, right? Pacific Blue Organics. Pacific Blue Organics with Emerald and Kush as the co-host. Yes. Plus podcast episode four, take one. If you mess up, it's kind of okay. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everybody. Can y'all hear me? We're here. My name is Taylor. I am the host of the Plant Plug Podcast. The podcast where if you borrow something from me, nobody will come back after you and it's okay to have multiple <laughs> sources of income <laughs> my name is taylor Lindsay. i'm just catching my breath i am here with my co-host kushmir was on the last episode i really appreciate you for being here yes, yes. kushmir the cameraman to be here. and then we have emerald here with us today tell the people a little bit about you and what you do um my name is emerald historically i'm an artist and in the past year i started doing pacific blue organics um, which got approved as a nonprofit organization, but prior to that, it was just my own personal project of learning how to grow my own food and not rely on the sources that be. And, and I was kind of already wary of um, climate change and climate catastrophe. So before a pandemic, I really was like, I'm gonna learn how to do this so that I can survive. And then when the uprisings happened, I saw that there was a desperate need already for what I was doing. And it just makes me happy to be able to kind of help in a way that's already aligned with what I'm already doing. So um, providing fruit trees to people was, our, was the first idea. It was like, oh, I can help the food deserts by the trees that I'm growing from seed and then when I thought I had the idea to become a nonprofit is when I d realized that I could uh, partner and get produce and start providing actual fruit now because the trees are gonna take five years before they give anybody anything and people need resources now. And so that's just kind of, it kind of organically happened. <laughs> uh, it was originally my CBD brand. I make, I make uh, so, like raw solar infusions. But I, I dropped all of that when I went nonprofit because I just don't want to risk any government interference mm. with its CBD or mm. it's all hemp and it's all totally legal. But who knows? Because it's still the regulations are changing. And so I just decided to leave that to the side. But that's where the name came from. Oh, phenomenal. So you said the regulations on CBD are changing? I don't doubt that they probably will over time when they realize that they can make more money in whatever ways because There's it was more just money to make off CBD than yeah. the hemp off there is than the THC. Yeah. But they don't realize that yet. And so it's taken them a long time. I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. I, and then the, the 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 fruit tree. So how do, how does how would that work? Say that I was completely new to everything like mm -hmm. and I found you. Mm -hmm. Or you found me. Mm -hmm. How would I go about getting into trees? And thank you for bringing these. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, but how would I go about getting, securing a tree from you? Um, right now, they're all in super seedling stage. Uh -huh. So I haven't done a distribution. I actually plan to link with local groups that would want to do a distribution. Uh -huh. And it's, it's kind of a no questions asked. I don't need people to sign up like how City Plans does. Right. Um, it's no questions asked. You take it and you agree to be responsible for it right. and put it in a place where other people can get food too. That's absolutely Amazing. phenomenal. Cause I remember years and years and years ago, 
Um, I have an aloe farm now. I, I have a, it's in my parents' house in South Central. And we first ripped all the grass out. Mm-hmm. We know how, how grass can be. Yeah. And then I was just like, I saw this initiative, come get two fruit trees. And I'm like, that's cool. We'll just put two trees in the front and be done with it because we wanted to garden something. So I was told that because I was not a resident of Venice Beach and lived in South Central, I'm not allowed to have a tree. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me to the day of pickup. Mm. I was going to get on the bus with these trees. Mm-hmm. I didn't start driving till like three, four years ago. And I was, my heart was broken. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Venice already has money. Yeah. Like, and it's nothing but sand. What do you all need all the trees for? <laughs> like, why would you put bounds on somebody wanting to grow a plant? Mm-hmm. So I totally get where you're coming from. Um, so I, I really, really appreciate that. And then so you also do, do you also have your hands in um, any type of other gardening initiatives aside from trees? So the plan now that I've, I've spent the past year, we get, had our year anniversary in September, and I, uh, the plan now is I would like to have a community garden, a community orchard in it where people can pick up their tree seedlings, where people can get food as they need. They can get plant seedlings as well and also have a facility for the juice because I also make juice and that's also part of the Food Forward uh, why I partnered with them because they have a regular s- stream of produce from the sur- like surplus that uh-huh. would have gone to waste otherwise. And so I use every little bit just like, you know, with composting, you take the compo- you've taken the compost before me before too. And so nothing goes to waste. I, I'm all about zero waste. If you can see, like, I recycled bottles and plastic, oh, everything, everything gets reused. I have a thing for packaging. I recognize <laughs> this. You recognize this? Everybody knows where this water came from. Good, good water price. Th- I'm really impressed with this though. Come on now. This is just phenomenal packaging. And that's the MacGyver. thing. People, yeah, you would, yeah. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing really goes to waste. Nothing it, goes to waste. And I ate, so this is all seedlings from food I ate. No way. I did, wow. and also the a lot of the avocados were donated. The seeds were donated from Avo Angels, which is a friend of mine. Her, well, I became friends with her because of what she started doing. Um, her grandmother left an orchard, I guess, to her mother, and it's they have this beautiful avocado orchard. And so they pick the avocados during harvest season. They sell them for a dollar each and donate to a charity. Uh huh. And so they donated me all this, a lot of seeds, like at least. 150 seeds i could say and so i sprout them and put them in a container with the living soil that i make Mm -hmm. and it so somebody ate it whether i ate it or somebody else ate it and the same with the jackfruit i ate it and i used the seeds so a lot of a lot of everything i did because i didn't know what i was doing nor did i have a lot of funds to invest right was from food i was eating because every as long if you're getting organic food why should that seed not propagate yeah and so that's just how it was just trial and error let me try it let me try it. i didn't know what i was doing i do, i'm not someone who does a lot of research i know <laughs> i should <laughs> I, i'm gonna admit it's all kind of just intuitive and trial and error trial and, and error. i burned a lot of my first round of jackfruits i burned them all and killed them all one survived <laughs> wow i had i must have had like 50 started wow and they uh, they all burned in the sun and so i learned that it's a juggle plant that thing can't doesn't need direct sun it needs to stay shaded at all times and i just you know learned the hard way because wow. i'm just not somebody who spends a lot of time i'm just more time doing it yeah. yeah same here i i don't keep my nose in those books is this a tomato yeah so it grew out of the compost 
Um, that's my favorite thing about composting. Yes. I, I, I teach people how to compost, and I also I provide composting kits, and I also farm red wrigglers. Mm-hmm. Um, you should come by uh, I, to love the mini to. farm sometime. And um, right now I'm on my sixth bin of compost. I need to start doing it vertically because it's taking up a lot of ground space. But uh, one thing I tell people, especially when I'm talking about, like you were, you actually just you you framed it very well with just the not know how, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just getting busy, mm-hmm. which was I did not know what I was doing. And I didn't pretend like I knew what I was doing either. I just wanted to get going. Because you can actually read all the books in the world, and it's the thing called paralysis analysis where you never mm. get started. Yep. Mm. So oh, yeah. I just started sm- – I, I, I just I just quit Whole Foods, and I, I took a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and I smashed it uh. into a million pieces. And it just felt so good. Yes. And then I composted it, and boom, 30 pumpkins. Yes. Wow. So what I did, I did a pumpkin giveaway. Yes. And, like, some people got pumpkins. Some people didn't. I, it was my first year growing pumpkins, so I got one. I didn't know it was literally like that Cinderella vine. Yes. It took over the whole yard and yes. it crushed everything. Yeah. But I was just so enthralled by the process. Like this literally came from poop and dirt, because I have chickens in the back, mm-hmm. and oh man, they give primo. Yeah, poop. <laughs> they <that>. do. <laughs> if you need some, I got you. I got you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I do veganic. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, so people didn't know that, too. And yeah. also when it comes to the food that we consume, that a lot of it does have human product in it. Yeah. Um, a lot of hair. It, it, and skin follicles. Yes, it's, and and it's, it's, it's kind of gross. That's why raw fruits and vegetables. It's so or gross. I, I do a lot Else's of whole foods. Hey, okay. a lot, not a lot of packaged stuff. I tell people yeah. ever, if you ever yeah. want to have, like, <laughs> sweaty night terrors, learn about American agriculture. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you just want to not sleep at night <laughs> and never trust anything ever again, for, like, a good three months until you find out what works for you, just <laughs> find out what they're actually putting in your food. I just found yeah. out um, yeah. apple juice is not a, a vegan. What? Yep. The process they probably do to uh, it. Yeah. Probably use some type of lard. What and else? chicken parts. See? Yeah. There's so, I, you know how I make so apple the, juice? The good old apple. In a blender with some apples. Right. And you don't need no fancy <laughs> juicer either. either. You can juice a with a blender. blender. Yeah. Yeah, so my juicer And broke. some cheesecloth? Yeah. Don't get me started on Not cheese. even a cheesecloth. Yeah. Just a strainer. Oh, a strainer, yeah. Okay. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake it. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah, you can make it happen. It's actually, it's very horrifying, but also it's very practical to actually do stuff like this. And it does not have to be fashionable in either because I was, uh, I read a little bit about the greenwashing movement. Mm, um, where, yeah. the, you know, everybody was going green, quote, unquote, and actually mm. with su- certain labeling, like even g- non-GMO or um, organic stamping, there's loopholes to that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's not accessible and it's not affordable. So that's where you come in. You created this amazing nonprofit. Tell the people again where they can find you. You're on Instagram? Yeah, we're mainly on Instagram, Pacific Blue Organics. And then we have PacificBlueOrganics.org. Uh, the, uh, that's that's about it. I... Um, we're planning to also, in addition, and I spoke with you about this, is add like a another layer, a component. So I'm working also uh, with a group called LA Community Solar Fridge. Yes. Okay. So they um, are doing basically off-grid stuff, you know, where there's a, f- a standalone community fridge where it's free for the community where they can eat, and that's where we stock the juices. I've been stocking the community fridges through Pacific Blue Organics. But the solar fridge, we're planning to have, I think they're already approved from funded for four locations. There's one operational now. Um, but that's something that I'm really passionate about as well. And then uh, I was talking to you also about uh, adding crypto into what we do and what we offer to people. And um, Alex is actually going to help me with that because he's an expert at that. 
Uh, the crypto or the yeah. solar part or both? <laughs> the crypto. Sweet. Crypto king. Alex, are we recording? Are we recording? <laughs> All right, because I messed up last time. <laughs> the first episode I accidentally... Oh, you didn't record? No, uh, I, no I hit record all right. Uh, I hit time lapse. Uh, <laughs> so 55 minutes was like... 28 seconds. I felt so bad. That is I felt horrible. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Steven. He was a great sport about it. He's like, it's cool, man. I'm like, it's not cool. The audio was great, though. I listened to it. We got the audio, though, but there's no video. Oh, I didn't even realize because I didn't go to put... Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't release it yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we were pop blocking in there. It was great. It was great. <laughs> the audio super clean, but it I hit time lapse. Well, I was feeling it. Okay. So yeah, when it comes to crypto, this is the thing. We were talking about like how certain issues, certain systems, like systemically are like really maniacal roots. Like they planted the seeds of evil very early on yes. in certain systems. Yes. Oh, yeah. And even when it comes to crypto, the thing I like about cryptocurrency is I, I, I teach it myself on another page. I got to teach I love that. high schoolers. That was fun. I love they that. They just were so excited about it because a lot of them are uh, second generation or first generation immigrants and it cost an arm and a leg to send money back overseas securely. Mm-hmm. So the, the cool thing about crypto is on one hand, it can give more disenfranchised people without certain capital a chance to maximize gains. We'll just use those terms. Or go to the Mm -hmm. moon, as the kids like to say. And then on another hand is people don't realize, first of all, they don't know nothing about no mining. Second of all, they don't realize how much energy it takes up. Mm -hmm. So it turns out Ethereum, ETH, Okay, I do have to say I'm not a financial professional. Everything I say is for entertainment purposes only. If you do choose to, I have to say it. Anything that you do choose to invest in, you are accepting the risk so, on so your you, own. And Plant Plug Podcast is not it is not responsible for any choices that you make with your money. Once again, this is not financial advice. This is my experience only. Say I have to say it. Same. Um, so, the, <laughs> so when it comes to Ethereum, ETH is the ticker symbol. People don't realize how much mining comes up because they don't know about the blockchain or anything like that. That's why I love that y'all are choosing education. Mm -hmm. Ethereum alone, there's over 50 tokens, by the way. Ethereum alone takes as much power to mine as the entire country of Ireland. Mm. The entire country of Ireland uses less power than Ethereum takes to mine. So we're still a coal-based society. Yeah. Like, nobody's using wind, water. I found that you can combust water and use hydrogen power. What? Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody do all that on their Prius. Oh, it's been around. I don't like Prius. <laughs> but I saw somebody do that on their... They always cut me off. That's why. So I, mm-hmm. I, I drive an EV, so we're cool. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't like a Prius. I want I, a solar car, and I think solar's yeah. the answer to the energy consumption of, of crypto and it, mining. You're very, very, very much correct, and I just think that's actually phenomenal. When you told me that, I had to put my phone down for a second, because you just blew, like, half of my mind apart. Because <laughs> I'm like, it never occurred to me. It never... I just think of, like, I've seen those those Bitcoin mining houses that are, like, 50 fans and turbines and stuff like that, <laughs> but, and they all these computers, and they still have to siphon energy, because the fans don't work enough, like, uh-huh. as far as they can't get enough wind collection, but the sun is always on for the, thank God, because the sun can just, in Southern California, yes. we, have, we yeah. are, are set up pretty well for it, and, and, uh, back to the solar fridge, that's, we're ideal over here, because a place in Miami might have rain all day sometimes yeah like in the summer it rains in the middle of the day although there's plenty of sun other times other places that don't get a lot of sun aren't necessarily ideal for that so we have a lot of benefits here just in resources that don't cost anything 
Yeah. And it's about accessibility, but it comes back to a political issue. Because mm-hmm. when people used to ask me about why am I vegan, I'm like, it's a social political issue. They're like, no, it's not. You just want to think you're better than everybody. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> no, like, first down. of all, we're, I, <laughs> no, I will talk you yeah. down. Don't you say <laughs> nothing to me about that. And it's also, it's how I eat. So what does that have to do with you? But another thing is they don't realize that it's become a social and not economic political issue mm-hmm. because of overconsumption and also lobbying. Mm-hmm. And you know? access. And access. And so that's also with the uprising, I, I it really clicked with me the access problem mm-hmm. of how you can't even get fruits and vegetables. And if that if you can't get those nutrients into your brain and the oxygen in your bloodstream, how can you do any like well in life? How can you even if you're going to school be you know, exactly. do great and like how can you thrive? And systemically, people are kept out of that. And so there was just like, especially in this, with veganism, that I, in your last podcast that you were talking about, it's a white thing. Yeah. And that's part of why I do this, is because it shouldn't be. No. Mm-hmm. It, it, everybody should have access to do this. And it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to have a lot of money to be able to eat well and, and to be able to eat vegan and not just. Oreos and pasta, exactly. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like Oreos yeah. were like my state, like not my staple. When staple. you first start, yeah, I was in uh, Vegas uh, starving, like I was about to cry, <laughs> and we, we we got stuck in a casino, <laughs> and uh, and nothing, nothing. And I went to a liquor, it wasn't a liquor store, it was one of those ABC stores. They like took over all of Vegas, mm. <laughs> and I literally walked out seven dollars later with a four pack of Oreos and a banana. <laughs> And I was I was so Fire. upset. But I know, but that's all I can Fire. get. That's all I can have. I was like, it works. you know, now there's more vegan spots popping up in Vegas. Yeah, I would not suggest the Strip because there's nothing there. Um, I think it's a uh, Live Pure. Most places uh, have options. Yeah. at least yeah. I've seen a lot of these like bougie. At least uh, like some influencer vegans I follow that they're eating at some nice restaurant that's mm-hmm. not a vegan spot but they have like a really bomb vegan menu the yeah. options yeah. Oh, yeah the options I'd rather eat fries in a parking lot sometimes Somebody, I don't like the bouginess as much uh, around plant based living I don't like it oh, yeah. yeah I don't I, I really don't because it excludes people from having access to it so yeah yeah. I, have you had that uh, Sunny's Express it's like a Chinese and Mexican uh, restaurant, but they got real low, low prices for the vegan food. Where? It's what? Ca- it's in Compton, it uh, somewhere in Compton. Just sunny, sunny express. Okay. Chinese and Mexican, yeah. Dang. Is it good? It, it is, is great. It high quality It food? is high quality, some good food, and they got it for the low. Because there's Pox and Watts in Pox and Watts in Long Beach. I've yeah, been no, it's, it's, no, it's in Whittier, I think. It's in Whittier? Yeah. Okay. Or is that if their Beach food Boulevard? is delicious, but it didn't. No, me cayó bien. No, <laughs> it didn't work well. It didn't work well. Oh man, dang! There used to, I was telling somebody there used to be cowboys and turbans oh, wow. in Silver Lake. I heard it's of that. Gone. Never okay, went there. it was the first restaurant that had a pay system for their employees to where all employees were technically part owners of the restaurant. Because oh, I, I got my, I got my, uh, and the samosas were out of this world. Like, <laughs> wow. And um, I would get my, I got my. Um, 
what the, a receipt i got my bill and i'm like why does it say eight dollars and 40 cents i only ordered da, 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 da. and it's like he's like is it auto tip he's like technically not and the, i don't know he, he he said it's a socialist system and that that was like i didn't know what he <laughs> yeah. said. i was like, what? I was like what? what and he's like yeah and then he broke it i was like oh it wasn't a tip it was so much that since I ordered three plates, because I'll do that, I'll order half the menu, especially yeah. if it's vegan and plant-based. Mm-hmm. And then, so what they did, they took a percentage from each one of my entrees and made it part of their tip. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to pay anything extra. Ex- oh, wow. I was going to pay that much anyways. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you want to give us more, you're more than welcome to. I did it. <laughs> but I was just like, I just like, I think I did like $3 cash on the side, because yeah. they'd be taxing the, the credit card tips. I know, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, but I was just like, wow. Imagine if all the workers at McDonald's were like part owners, technically. Like, that would change yeah. the game. The ice cream machine would always work. Always. <laughs> oh. Getting paid in a percentage is really important. Right. It's and not, yeah, that's – people not getting that is what prevents them from accruing wealth and prevents them from being invested in what they're working on. Because right. if you know you're going to get a percentage on top of your hourly or just even – you know – Right, it's a you're lot of weight gonna, off your shoulders. That's a you're putting your heart into I'm, that. I'm gonna put an extra hour in. Yeah, it's whatever. you're it's putting it. your heart into it. And right, so I think people, uh, smart, smart employers. Though I'm not an employer or ever plan to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I think would do that. And I like, I, I personally try to do that. We were actually talking about this earlier about paying creators or paying mm-hmm. people that you work for because we've come across people that did not want to pay us for our work or mm-hmm. told us that we charge too much. But it also my friend said that people forget that free work is still work. The word is still attached to it. And then are absolutely appalled when you ask for some compensation. And I still do things at minimum wage rates. Because I, I just want the services I offer that could be considered like more on the elite level to be affordable and accessible to those who think they can't afford it. Like if you want a one-on-one coaching ses- session to learn about crypto, mm-hmm. I know people that charge 10000 an hour. Uh-huh. Now, am I saying it's not worth it? I'm not going to say it's not worth it. But I'm saying, can, do I have that? No. Anyway. So I'm, it's like, wow, that that is something else. So just having these things accessible and just having them have it normalized. Uh-huh. And also the initiative and the enthusiasm for education. And also when working a job, not being away from our families, exactly. you know, 40 hours a week. And that's not even leaving. That's just there. Yeah. And ultimately, it's not really an investment. They're not necessarily investing in you. No. At, you know, maybe there are some companies, but in general, like, it's you're replaceable. Oh, very disposable. We're disposable to, to people who are exploiting us. And then the people that don't think they're replaceable to come to the job with that mindset, like, oh, they, they need me. Like, you're going to find out. You're going to find out. And they, they I've seen people give 20 years to companies. Because mm-hmm. I was in grocery for about four years with three different companies. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. The the nepotism, the hierarchy. I'm like, y'all need to chill. We work <laughs> in a grocery store. Yeah. Y'all need to slow down. That's all they've like, got, though. That's you, their yeah. life. That's a whole choice, That's though. The, exactly. Like, please get a tree so you have something else going on. Like, get a, <laughs> like, and seriously, like, acting like like somebody's gonna come after their position. And also, I'm like, you guys go so hard for a store that you don't own. Exactly. I feel like capitalism brainwashes a lot of people into thinking they have to be this way, and then you kind of get fed this propaganda and I think that it takes being already alienated from society to start seeing like man I'm not a fan of that and I'm not you know like to, to start 
kind of leaning the other side to basically be shut out. And I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir about being shut out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was snubbed for being um, a dishwasher at Whole Foods. How do you get... Wait a minute. They got dishwashers I must have had low self-esteem <laughs> or something because, like, how does that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just about getting other people in or just not... Um, They'll even take your ideas, which is weird, mm-hmm. because there's already systems in place and business models. And mm-hmm. then the owner of Whole Foods came they out with a book. They own your ideas. Yeah. When, they're empl- when you're employed by them. Uh, and then pl- the owner of Whole Foods came out with a book called The Compassionate Capitalist. I'm like, that is an oxymoron. Those yeah. words don't even go together. There ain't no way. And I want, I was too mad to read that book. <laughs> that's, just, that's just like, I, I, there's so much literature I want to get into. I'm really trying to be in more of a headspace to learn from people that I don't like or, mm. or, or situations that I don't like. Like there mm-hmm. was a long period of time where I couldn't listen to anything Donald Trump said. Mm-hmm. And then I just had, I had to sit with it because mm-hmm. I was at home anyways. It is, it and is. I, I, I needed to know what was going on and what was coming out. I've learned some really valuable things from some really horrible people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, just so pedaling back to, okay, I was talking about in the last episode, that book, the way of the superior man, I knew it was going to make me mad. <laughs> I knew. Mm. Come on, the title alone. The way this did no you read way. it? Nah, not at all. I probably set that book on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did read like, um, that around yeah. me. It makes this blueprint, yeah. and I was just like, okay, sure, it's super manipulative, and, and we're gonna healthy. read it, <laughs> Taylor. We're yeah. gonna sit here and we're gonna read it. You need to. You need to be educated on your enemy. On all. On all. On all. <laughs> and I was just like, you really know, did. there might be. There were some. There were some valuable things in there. Um, <sighs> you're right. But, you're right. <laughs> you're you're right. You know what? What I learned from the uprisings and the protests, because right. I also went to Trump rallies. And oh, uh, at first, how do you feel when you were there? So I went because one of my acquaintances slash friends from the protest is a photographer who's a really dark skinned black guy. OK. And in one of the videos that one of because he just puts himself in the mix. And I felt like you're putting your safety on the line going in those sure. crowds. Right. And I saw somebody sizing him up. And so I was like, they're not going to do that if I'm standing in front of him. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just showed up and my my point was to deescalate and just to have a, you know, and ended up having some conversations. And ultimately, none of us are a fan of how the government's acting. Yeah. When it comes down to it. That was like, ultimately, we all had a lot of I felt we all agreed on a lot of stuff and the stupid stuff that divides us like that's the petty stuff that really i don't know if we put that aside and we actually focused on what we have in common that we don't like the way the government's treating us at all right at all across the board then like maybe we'll have more power in that way but i think i mean those those protests started getting really aggressive and and policed and violent and just i stopped going yeah because i wasn't needed there anymore um but uh it it's it taught me that it's important if there's that many people, because it was a lot of people. That right. I was shocked. On it. I was, was on shocked. It. You learned kids from high school, kids from I was you? shocked. You too? You too? Oh, my God. You yeah. too? And so I had to start having more of an open mind that is like, okay, well, what are they seeing? Because they must be seeing something. Right. And so I stopped having my bias in and just started to look objectively and it's like, yeah, I do see certain benefits. I see this perspective. Maybe I don't agree with it. Right. And I'm not willing to compromise these other things because these things mean too much to me. Right. Um, but I did understand, like, 
despite the terrible sh- crap, the stuff that 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 uh, forty five did. Yeah, he signed the first thing to like prosecute people for killing native women. Like he did, like just certain things that would come out like so low on right, the radar. Right, that could have completely overshadowed exactly. by everything else. That yeah, he maybe wasn't a great person, and there were so many things of why I would rather not. Right, I would have rather not. Maybe it would have gone through with any other president too. Right, exactly. but okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like okay, that was cool. Right, Dude. like I'm not mad about that. Cool, and then moving on. And so I, I'm not of the point where I'm gonna get so riled up that. I'm unable to see the gray in it and also unable to see why so many people, I can't write every single person off as a racist. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to at first and I right. did. I did. Yeah. And then I had to understand was why there's so many black people here then. Right. Why there's so many Latinos here then. Yeah, there's some are paid. Yeah. A lot of them are paid. <laughs> they, they really were. They really were. But <laughs> I had to open my mind then because as a white passing person, am I going to shut out their voice too because I disagree and I think it's racist? Right. Who am I, I going to say that to? Right. So I had to, you know, sit back and say, okay, if you believe that too, then I have to expand my mind a little bit and I can't be so polarized. And so, yeah, that's where I stand with that. But I think we all have a lot more in common. Yeah ultimately yeah and it's, it's the unification and, and the power of and i remember because i couldn't figure out for the life of me why i had affinities for things when i was younger i could not stop watching nazi stuff mm. i did not want to be a nazi i know I, I was really into the punk scene i, I was super in the punk. i was like i really can't i can't do it now <laughs> but as a kid i was like i i was just re- like american history x i've seen a million oh, times oh, yeah. i've seen i, I owned a copy I of romper stomper like and i was really Stomach into it. it and i was trying to find out That's why <laughs> i was trying to find out why now this is the most ex- more extreme side of it i was really trying to find out why where you got like aside from the holocaust and all that why are you guys keeping this going in American sense? And then I found about the UK stuff too. Like mm-hmm. I was really devastated to find out. Like I, I really like the Sex Pistols, and then I ble- like read two more lines of their biography. I'm like, wow, you're a Nazi. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sid Vicious is a Nazi. I didn't know that. Like yeah, and this supposed to be for working class people. That's what I was attracted to. But then when I got into punk, let me give it a little more context. I wasn't like, I'm a Nazi. <laughs> like when I was seven. <laughs> but let me give more context. I was into punk music. Yeah. And then found out most of the more popular bands where that came from which like I was really into British culture too I have family out there and so it was for the working class people I love the unification I love the camaraderie that's what I was really attracted to in the power looking at it now but then here come all these Nazis in in the punk scene I the first time I was at a, a rockabilly show I got picked up by a Nazi and thrown across the floor uh, yeah, yeah he did not care and I was like Nazis ouch I'm not you know like in a mosh pit or yeah, in a mosh pit okay, at okay. the troubadour <laughs> yeah and I was just like well you guys are real. Like I did all my research. Now I'm on the floor. So I was <laughs> like, like oh, to wait. hurt you? Yes. Oh my god. Band goodness. after band after band. Yeah, I had to find what wild, band yeah. was it racist. But in the meantime, I'm intrigued by this. This. It, well, I wouldn't call it a movement, but I was intrigued by them, right? So I, I just I watched those movies and I was just trying to find it. And there, I wasn't looking for common ground. I was trying to find why. I never found why, <laughs> but now I have like this library of stuff of movies. And like, if my friends came in my room, they're like, "Why do you have like?" copies of romper stomper i'm like look okay because i was just i was just like why do you guys have to take over everything you know from the actual swastika is was adapted from japanese 
uh, characters. I think it was used in well, Egyptian. Uh, Tibetan. It was Ethi- yeah. Ethi- uh, It originates from Ethiopia. It's like the Ethiopian. It's Jews. all over. It's uh, for the sign of like eternal life. Yeah, yeah, but they flipped yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or even the triangle. Mm-hmm. They did all of There's that so stuff, much, yeah, and then, so then you have the, the neos you know, yeah. and the boneheads. Yeah. I didn't even know there was levels to this. Like, oh, you can't put red laces in your boots. I like the color red. You can't put yellow l- l- laces in your boots. That's my favorite color. Well, that means you're the damn. Like, <laughs> so I was just really trying to find their why. So I, I, the opposite, I guess, I came up in or got exposed to the super anti-racist punk kids. Mm. Uh-huh. Where was I at? When did that happen? Like, <laughs> like in Florida and New York, like okay. being a skinhead meant yeah, you were not racist. Rock, yeah. Your bonehead yeah. were, it meant you were, you were racist. Yeah. Bonehead okay, so in my racist. understanding that that, I, I knew we that there were like so. white supremacist skinhead kids. Yeah. But in the punk scene and in the hardcore scenes, it was like a very anti-racist movement, yeah. from what yeah. I understood. Those were the ones I was exposed to. That they would like, they would fight Nazi kids in there, who would come into the shows. Right. I was immersed. It was the weirdest thing because I went to Hollywood High School, and it was just predominantly um, Hispanic, Black, and Armenian. Mm-hmm. And Armenian culture, mm-hmm. I got super immersed in it. Beautiful culture, mm-hmm. amazing Love food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. Awesome. Great people. Yes. And then. Uh, I was hanging out with people and we were trying to, like, I was super into punk metal. I was trying to find a band that wasn't racist, so I really hung on to Clear Life, <laughs> like, Dear Life to Dead Kennedys, because their drummer's black. Yeah. But he left the band because Jello Biafra said the N word in one of their most popular songs. Uh, yeah, good. but they were really anti Nazi. So I'm like, but you can say that. Anyways, Anyways. so I was trying to do that. I, I went to a casualty show. I can't go to there anymore. <laughs> can't hang out with the casualty stuff anymore. Looking in New York hardcore. Huh? New York hardcore. Okay. I was just looking for bands, right? So then at my school, predominantly Hispanic kids, first generation in America, they were racist. And I'm like, how? They were saying the N-word. They were super rude to me. And I'm like, that's, I was done. I was like, that's it. I'm going to hip hop because you guys are sick. Like, you guys won't stop. Like, you know, hip hop is a lot of, yeah. And I just didn't. And it was even, I even met people that were anti, they were ashamed of their parents. Oh. That didn't speak English and stuff. I'm like, are, you're so lucky that you get to get immersed in a culture, in a country that will sh- will be happy to strip that away from you. Like, you get to be bilingual, bro. Mm-hmm. You know how awesome that is? But it was just such a mess. And I'm thinking, like, I feel like a lot of people in their youth, well, me, I'll speak for myself, I'm thinking that this is how my life's going to be for the rest of my life, and I'm already making this up at 17. Mm. Like, I already know how my, things have completely changed yeah. and broke up. But I met an amazing group of uh, guys. They were all from Hawaii, and they moved to Hollywood, and they introduced me to the, the anti-Nazi, super safe punk scene. Oh, okay. Um, and we were all over Hollywood. Um, they were super nice to me, made the best barbecue, always said shoots. And I was like, people could be this nice and be in punk music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like so that. it was just like, then my world opened up, um, really devastated about Pantera. There. I didn't know what the Confederate flag was. It's in all their albums. No, uh, but I was just like, <laughs> that's like Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. I was loving it until I seen like most of their album comes. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Uh, all Confederate flags. I'm like, all. Oh, so I'm like, them. dang. Come on. They're like, well, they are from like below the uh, Mason Dixon yeah, line. Yeah, but so. people have been trying to, caught, like, just to p- slide on that for a long time. Right. Like, the, the Confederacy so. was only around for four years, y'all. Four years, that's like, it. You act that like it was 1600. Super black exactly. super BC anti-black. before like, Christ. That's, that's, like, that's the battle Confederate flag right there. There it's is like, no that's way around it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, my goodness. So we are at the point where 
we're gonna thank one of our greatest contributors. I really appreciate it. They go by Plant Based Ninja. They're actually uh, in Long Beach. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's amazing she shows mm. up at all the events. Uh, she does meal planning. She does mm. meal prep. I'm gonna get uh, in on that. She's on. The, she just released a Reese's Pieces smoothie. All vegan, all the time. People need that. No, yeah, she is. It's what did I have? A, it was a cheeseburger egg roll the last hour yes. two or three of them it was that good it was that good. Yes. I'm telling you, no you, i believe you i was like yeah you blew gotta my follow mind. her on mind. instagram yeah. plant-based uh, ninja.la i believe and then plant-based ninja.com is gonna be the first name that pops up the menu is constantly changing because she swears by using fresh food mm. and then has so many po- like she's one of the hardest working chefs i've ever met in my life like, I know she sleeps, but you wouldn't <laughs> think that, eating her food and just seeing how much work she does. And then she has so much coming up. I've actually had the pleasure of just seeing her, her brand and everything grow. And it's just so, it's just like one of those things like, like, why can't this food be readily available everywhere? And uh, just shout out to Plant Based Ninja. But also in the UK, they had, they did a trial in one of their first, um, uh, Satan fried chicken shops because fried chicken is huge in the UK. Oh, mm-hmm. And I was just like thinking, now KFC tried that. It was disgusting. Good. I, I wouldn't trust it. Anything anyway. from KFC, I'm right? Not. I was Sorry. just like, no, 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 no. But just imagine like this thing's just becoming regularly available or like how you're talking about an orchard, mm-hmm. starting up an orchard. Did now, did you already have, um, did you already have like a space or a territory in mind for that? Or Not yet. So that's what I, I need to get a grant. That's right. I need to get that. a grant and get property that mm. I can use. And um, it's lining up. I feel like I'm getting there. We we just got a ve- our very first grant. It's only it's very small. It's $1,000 from a well-fed world. But it's like to me, it feels like a really it's a big milestone. And so I feel like now that I have more to prove and more support that I can actually show that I'm doing something to the city because I'm going to try to get it from the city of Long Beach. Um, right on. And, and you have to commit to it for five years. And there's just a, a lot of different legs to it that I'm, like, figuring out the details. But that's that's the idea. It's the dream. Right on. Now, what would what would be, like, what would it be, like, your top three th- trees that you want to pro- profile in that orchard? Lemons, avocados, jackfruits. Jackfruits. Now, any particular reason, like just for people that are new to the plant game, as far as growing or actually taking on, um, or just understanding what trees provide. Cause I just learned about the male and female. Like the males don't really produce mm-hmm. as much fruit as a female. Mm-hmm. So, is there any particular reason? Are those plants complementary? Those trees. So, I'm actually focusing more on biodiversity. So, I'm not uh, feminizing or or looking for a specific. I'm, I'm letting what grows grow because that's really important, I think. So they're not all going to be the same fruit. Yeah. And, and what happens happens are obviously before they get planted for long term, probably for be selected uh-huh. a little more. Um, <clears throat> I started with jackfruit originally because one jackfruit can feed 100 people. Wait, what? You, have you seen a jackfruit? I've seen how big they are. I, I just never put that together. That's phenomenal. <laughs> have you seen a jackfruit? Yeah, I can't eat it raw, though. When it's ripe? Uh, yeah, I, I'm one of those people. Because it tastes like banana so much. It, it, I know, I love the taste. It's just that um, one the out texture? of... No. Uh, one out of every handful of people, it has a laxative effect on them. Really? Yeah, so we had a... We cracked open a jackfruit at work <laughs> once. Sorry. And, um, 
funny story. <laughs> and I was so jazzed. You kind of really knew. Everybody's like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And it was delicious. It was like a coconut and a pineapple had the perfect baby. And it had yeah. this amazing texture. And I'm just tearing it up. They're like, you want some more? I'm like, Way yeah, give much. it, give it, give it. And I've only had it like in barbecue sandwiches and things like that. Yeah. I, want, I love tasting things straight from as they're supposed Like, that's yeah, why I want to taste it. Yeah, the whole food. I was, I, I'm at work and I'm a cashier in the front. And I sneezed. No te cayó bien. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was and bad. I was like, oh, no. So I, it happened every 15 minutes after that. Oh, my goodness. So I'm, I'm one of those people that can't have jackfruit raw. It was too much. Um, I, I just, like, I had, like, a hand, like, I had, like, maybe, like, a handful and a half. It's just, it tastes <gasps> oh, so good. Oh, because I can have that. Fine. Oh. But I was just like, ah. Of course, me. Like, the yeah. person that loves fruits and vegetables more than anybody in this building, not here, not now, <laughs> but at, at my old job. Yeah. I was like, of course it's going to be me. And they did not let like me going to the bathroom. <gasps> they did not like me going um, when I needed to you go. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. I'm like, oh, I, we, oh, we can, I can. On the clock, too. If you guys want to keep me up here, do I'll. You wanna, I'll do yeah. you want to help? Right. <laughs> right. You know, I clean up on aisle six because you guys won't let me go. Like you better, you have no idea that that is fruit. unfortunate, Taylor. But that is, but that's, <laughs> but you know, it can be cooked when it's green. Yes. So, and that's cool that I now know that if I ever have an issue down the line, that I can have jackfruit and senna leaf and just get it popping again down there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Here we get back up. Because <laughs> plants have amazing medicinal properties. You need to do Another a cleanse. Do <laughs> <laughs> a jackfruit cleanse. Yeah, a jackfruit cleanse. <laughs> oh my gosh uh so i was gonna ask you too have you you've gotten to propagation we touched a little bit on composting mm-hmm. um as well as some of your city planning efforts um per se but have you ever gotten to grafting no so i was actually talking about that earlier today i don't graft and i don't plan to because uh i want to keep the biodiversity okay if the the more we graft the less nature has its chance to do its thing and so I understand for commercial purposes why people do that because they want to make sure that they get something they can make a profit and they want to make sure that it's going to be what they expect it to be. But I, I feel like it's important because I'm really into regenerative agriculture. I feel like it's important to continue biodiversity. We can't have all the same color carrot. We need, yes, we need a lot of the different colors. So I take whatever seeds. I'm not taking specific you know, I, I don't know what's going to grow, what's not going to grow. And I that that is also why I haven't distributed the trees yet. Right. Until they're all like a bigger size. But for you, I wanted you to have. Thank you. Because I know that you're, you'll take care of them. I'm so excited about this. And I, <laughs> I've, I've struggled with this, um, especially starting things from seed mm-hmm. or actually not killing them. Because <laughs> I had somebody that used it's, to... Uh, it's rough. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I even learned today at the uh, Compton Community Garden. They said, don't ever pat your uh, the soil down on the seed. That's yep. like putting a whole house on. They talked oh, about, wow. He talked about graphing a little bit today and like how you can. He was like, you can have a, you know, certain type of tree and this certain, all, everything's growing from one tree and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. how uh, cashews come from apples, if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a fruit. It, it's it's yeah. a seed of a fruit. It's I didn't know that. And they have an acid on them, don't they? It's oh, it's yeah. kind of toxic to us. Yeah. yeah. You have to. That's the reason you got to let it uh, fumigate and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. They sell mm-hmm. frozen cashew fruit at the Spanish grocery stores. Wow. wow. 
Because all the exotic tropical fruit. That. Yeah, that's why they said almonds, because almond needs like twice as much in certain water. That's why there's like a shortage and like gonna be an uptick in prices because there's not enough water to produce the almonds and stuff like that. But so with regenerative farming and so I, I learned about Korean natural farming from cannabis farmers. Okay. And what they do in order to save water, and that's why I kept this in here, is you get a cover crop. Yes, you get a cover low, crops. A low growing something that spreads out next to something that grows bigger so mm. that it keeps the ground moist and it keeps, ah, ev- okay. keeps the biome alive and everything protected. Um, the type of composting I do, I don't turn it over. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. Because you're breaking up the microbiome and the life every time. You, they're building a city in there. You have to let it. Yeah. It, it has a whole, and I'm not the most technical person, but it, right. ha- I, like I, a networking system. it has a yeah. whole network growing in there. Like, and every time you uplift it, you're destroying their whole network. I didn't know that. I was I used to do it by hand. Mm-hmm. I never use a shovel because I'm just trying to protect the, I have red wrigglers in my compost. So I'm just trying to protect them. And I'll see that they'll make like a house out of, uh, they love avocado and they love eggshells and they'll, they reproduce every 30 days. But I didn't think about the microbiome. So they probably hate me. Like here she comes again to stro- uh-huh. like, and the microbiome's like, ah! I don't, I, I never bought worms. They just, they show up, right? Because it, it's from a fly. Yeah. So it just, it does its thing. Yeah. It does its thing. The only thing is that I, I learned the hard way. The first time I did it, I wasn't covering everything properly. So I got a million flies in my life. And I, I just learned that you have to either cover it with, you could cover it with Home Depot soil as long as organic or, yeah. uh, it's stuff that they use in aquarium. It's like a, a pulp, like a wood pulp. Okay. Cocoa, cocoa core. Oh, oh, co- cocoa choir. Co- I know. What you, I, okay. I, know I put peat mean, moss, yeah. cocoa choir, cocoa choir. You um, just cover it. Yeah. With cocoa choir. And then oh. let it go, let it go and let everything do its thing. And when you need it, you scoop it out. Right. But that's it. Otherwise yeah. you're keep. And I do have a pile. I have a few cause my dog stick up holes in the backyard. So oh. I have a few going and I do sometimes, but that's the look up Korean natural farming. I okay. know we're short on time. Okay. Korean natural farming. <laughs> That will take you everywhere. I will. Next level. Well, this would usually be the time that we do the plant of the day. Mm-hmm. But you already brought us the the plants of the day. <laughs> we have this phenomenal from seed that you grew yourself, avocado tree, and then a jackfruit tree. I'm just so ja- – with the tomato yeah, on the question, side. Question. Yeah. Question. So a jackfruit tree, that's going to be an entire, like, tree. I, c- yeah. I couldn't grow that in an apartment or anything. You could start it, start in the it. because start. It, it's a jungle plant, so it's almost like an indoor. It cannot get a lot of direct sun or it burns the leaves off. Oh, right. Okay. So these have actually been inside the house since you were supposed to come pick up compost last week. They've oh, been yeah. inside the house waiting for you. And because I, I was like, I'm not going to let them get sun or get <laughs> right or get too cold. I'm like, if I'm going to, because I promised her these because I, oh, I don't want to kill them. Yeah. It, yeah, you can. But the cool thing is that even if the top goes bad, the leaves fry off. The roots are alive. Still alive. Yeah. So you're and good. so many people don't understand that. Don't a take plant it. can go and dormant and they'll just toss it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. With peppers, too. My peppers are about to go butt naked. Mm-hmm. But next spring, mm-hmm. boom! They're gonna, yeah. That people yeah. do that all the time. That's why I don't. Like, I've been really struggling with that term master gardener and all that because I feel like mastery just has such a period on the end of the sentence and you have to remain teachable. Yeah. And also, if I tell your, you I'm a master gardener and I tell you throw this away because all the leaves are off, that's just my experience. I'm not correct. That's not correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can you know all? I had somebody who swore they were some fourth generation organic <laughs> farmer, whatever, whatever. 
and just buying fertilizer in a bag. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I learned that. I'm sorry. I learned that you're one. Like, just off, just what you're, just throw, make it a pile. You make your own. You don't just need to. Pile, yeah. Just make a pile. With Korean natural farming, you'll see fermented plant juice and fermented fruit juice. Okay. So it's another form of composting, but you're going to use bananas are some of the best and oh, yeah, you yeah. could put sugar but i sometimes i don't even and let the I don't, fruit yeah. sugar go and then you put it into your plant the fruit is when it's when it's in bloom and fruiting uh-huh. and when it's in veg is when you would put the fermented plant juice and it you don't need to spend money to buy some synthetic whatever even though they call it organic they, blah that's blah such blah a loose term. That's, right, yeah. that's such organic a matter oh another thing i learned even in california all f- uh, organic is only 85% or, or it only has to be 85% yeah, organic. Exactly. So That's why the stores is not rinse everything with baking soda and white vinegar and water. Yeah. yeah. One or the other or both. Don't put bleach. You'll make mustard gas. No, <laughs> no, no bleach. No bleach. People swear no. by bleach. I said, no. like, stop using this stuff. So it's, Bleach actually destroys our hormone systems. It's and, like, so bad. Not. It's a neurotoxin. It's really bad. It's really bad. And people up and down swear to use bleach. It just make no vinegar and baking soda do everything, everything. it's a- vinegar is anti-mold if you have a mold problem do like one part vinegar three parts water the mold will not come back and it's just absolutely also a amazing. good pesticide oh vinegar yeah oh, for that's that's one of the things they do uh they teach you how to make a natural pesticide i didn't i failed at doing it because i didn't follow the directions properly but (laughs) i failed uh because i use this powder cinnamon instead of the sticks okay and it clogged my sprayer but (laughs) and then i also didn't i don't really measure stuff everything i do is kind of intuitive and i i fail and then i'll figure it out later right trial and error but you're still doing it you're still having fun and you're what you're doing is very very impactful from the produce giveaways to the uh do you propagate what do you mean oh propagate is like say that you have like a cutting and you started again? Yes. Oh, okay, from pro- yeah. I, f- I failed at making tomato cuttings this year. Okay. I tried, I tried, but I do a lot with herbs. I do a lot with house plants. Oh, wow. See, and it's, then this is just the beginning. This is what I'm talking about. Exactly, this is yeah. my favorite part. It's just meeting people at the very beginning of the journey. It's just, it's just so phenomenal. So I uh, want to thank both of you co-hosts for yes, joining yes. me on <laughs> part guys, two thank you and thank you tell everybody again where they can find you uh pacific blue organics.org and we're on instagram at pacific blue organics and i had actually been following what you do for a minute oh and so you. i'm really excited that you're into what i do too oh yeah <laughs> i found you i was like oh like everything and then i just saw the juices i saw the uh do you work with cmos too yeah yeah i just uh, saw all that and i was just like dang come to my show this show actually just started like a week ago but I know. <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be invited right, and included <laughs> and i really appreciate it yes. the opportunity thank you thank you thank you so say goodbye to everybody on youtube bye everybody on youtube say goodbye to everybody on spotify shout out again to plant-based ninja please follow yes. plant-based ninja if you haven't gotten a chance yet buy her food have, mm. she has a ton of events coming up too i'm also going to yeah. list them in the description um for when i post this on youtube just to stay up to date on her calendar and if you need some meal prep you have some fitness goals plant-based ninja will take care of you or if you just want a bomb plate that's um, like I, I said in a few weeks <laughs> i'm right. like going to fast and i was like i want to eat your food for like a week just, just so i don't have to cook and do none of that yeah like, just tear it yeah. up tear it up well i thank you both again for being on plant plug podcast ppp podcast and we really appreciate you thank that's you. a wrap everybody on episode four yes. we did it congratulations thank, thank you. you thank you again for being on thank you uh-huh you're welcome
Oh, these hurt. Voila. I'll take these. Oh, thank you, Taylor. You're welcome. Success.